it's been another week. Can I was you prompted. It's been another I was week? prompted into saying that. By the way, <laughs> I was gonna say something else, but you know, I just didn't. Anyways, yeah, it has been a pretty. It's been a fun full week, I should say. Uh, a lot of stuff going on. But uh, you're listening to WVLP 103.1 FM, and this is Porter County Buzz with, uh, I am one of your co-hosts, Greg Sims. My other co-host, Andy Bozak, is uh, somewhere in the room. I don't know where he is. I think he's chasing... He, there was a rumor that he heard that uh, Adam was around and he was going to go outside and look for him, but I, I kind of <laughs> spread that rumor just to get Andy out of the room, but he'll he'll be back in a minute. And uh, we Son have, of a gun. <laughs> oh, there he is. <laughs> and and our 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 guest host today is uh, this guy's awesome. Oh, I let the cat out of the bag. Yes, it is a it is a gentleman, and uh, he's been around Porter County for several several years. Uh, you might have seen him on uh, basketball, uh, the NBA. No, not in the NBA, but uh, he does have some cool basketball stories and. Uh, He's also, hopefully, you guys listening have not seen him in action because he is our prosecutor. <laughs> so uh, this is a guy that you want to hear about, but you don't want to see personally unless it's a, a nice greeting uh, in a restaurant, how you doing kind of stuff. But Gary Gurman, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> Extraordinaire. 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 <laughs> yeah. Thank you. But, uh, oh, let's let's get our, uh, so uh, I don't uh, miss our, our, our sponsor today is the Independent Order of Oddfellows, Chequick Lodge number 56, and you can see them this Friday. There's uh, trick-or-treating downtown Valpo uh, from 4 to 6, I believe, and uh, he will, or he will, my God, the uh, the, the Independent Order of Oddfellows will be in front of the uh, chamber building handing out Frisbees, of which Andy, he's probably going to come with his kids and get several of them because... <laughs> He, he just loves throwing lost around. Them all at the, Did you really? You uh, lost at the Hot Wheels well, race. My son kept throwing them. <laughs> he was trying to throw them at you, yeah, and you were ducking, so. <laughs> and they were hitting other people, and they were running away. Yes, but uh, but anyways, we're we're not here to talk about our stuff. We're here to talk about uh, the prosecutor's office, and uh, and before we started, we had some really cool, we we had some really cool stuff, a conversation going on about how the prosecutor gets elected, who they actually represent, who they actually have, someone out there wants to be a prosecutor someday, where you have to file, and then if something happens and there's a vacancy, who actually appoints it. So let's let's start there, oh, it was and, pretty and cool. What does a prosecutor make versus the private world? Is there, obviously there's a discrepancy, more of a you reason mean? to be a prosecutor than just the money. So it's all stuff I'd like to talk about too. <laughs> oh sure, so let's start with the election part because Indiana's divided up into judicial circuits. Porter County is the 67th Judicial Circuit. Uh, there are actually some judicial circuits, two of them, that maybe have one prosecutor because there are just not enough people oh. that live in the two counties, so to speak. Um, hmm. So um, I'm elected by the people that live in Porter County. Uh, we were just talking earlier, if I were to, to resign for any reason, that vacancy is actually filled by the governor. There could be a caucus, but the governor can choose whomever he wants to and he fills the remainder of the term. Okay, uh, how yeah. So if you did have a caucus, that would be more of a recommendation to the governor. You yes, know? that's correct. It's and a it's, recommendation only. And that's kind of the interesting thing we were talking about is because the, uh, a prosecutor could be from a different party than the, the, the governor is, and right. that governor is going to be the one placing that person. So. Yes, and I'm, I'm actually a state employee. 
and I am a judicial officer. So who pays your salary, the state or the county? The state of Indiana does. <laughs> See, did you uh, know that? And then, Does it a pass through to the county? Like, do they, the, no, your check comes, actually comes from the state? Yes, it comes uh, directly from the state. I uh, did not, <laughs> we're we, looking at each other going, uh, really, we didn't know that. Myself and the chief deputy. Uh, and then the county uh, gives us $5,000 each a year. For, for what? For salary, and I think that's just to, so that we can qualify for the insurance. Gotcha. Oh! Have. That makes sense. That makes sense. So we are only on the hook, no matter how much money you make, Porter County is only on the hook for 5000 for you and your deputy. That's correct. Insurance. I had no idea. And the insurance. Yes. I wonder why he's not covered. If he's a state employee, why does our insurance have to pick him up? Why yours is, is it the yours state? is better. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I understand. Uh, okay, that's it. <laughs> Sorry, that was not meant to be that question like that. No, I just I think that's really important because wow, uh, to working for Porter County, the benefits are really, really good. Yeah. So I mean, that's a credit to um, I'll be to darned. the commissioners and to the council actually. Gee, and if we can only get the share of salary paid for by the state, we'd be better off as well. the largest salary in the So now, do you ever get to negotiate a, a pay raise? I mean, uh, is there someone that you can say, hey, you know what, I, I could use some more money? Or is there someone downstate that has some kind of a, I don't know, a committee? Of some sort. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, uh, so our salaries as prosecutors, we're tied to the judges. So oh. if the judges were to get a raise, then we get raises also. Okay. So there is... The judicial, um, I'm not sure what the group is, but our group that represents us um, and deals with the legislators is the Indiana Prosecuting Attorneys Council. Uh, okay. So they're, they're always uh, looking at salaries and that they're doing a new study to compare the number of prosecutors in each office as compared to the number of public defenders. Hmm. Uh, to say to this office, you should have X number of more prosecutors to balance out the caseload with. Uh, the number of cases that public defenders handle in a, in a specific time. I've seen a report or two from you on that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and my, my estimate was just about right. Was it right? Oh, okay. Yes. That's oh, good I, to hear. I just assumed actually you got that from them. No, I, I did not. I, I, I just, I've done everything just myself because oh. I've compared wow. everything, you know, with the submissions I've made to, to the council about uh, salaries. Mm -hmm. um, I, I had initially... Uh, suggested a five-year plan and I was going to add five new prosecutors over five years. I think the number from the Prosecuting Attorneys Council is, at least preliminarily, the number for us is eight. Okay. To, and that's as of today. So that sort of gives you an idea of, as I've always said to and you. what are you at now? We're at, uh, we're at 16 lawyers. Okay. Three of those are in child support. Okay. One's assigned to juvenile. So then we have 12 that are assigned to the criminal case code. Look. Oh. Uh, and we're actually outnumbered. There are more public defenders than there are prosecutors. It, is that a good thing or a bad thing, or is it a, just a thing? It's, it's good for them, um, but, it's, um, but we have the same number of cases, okay. uh, as, uh, whether it's a public defender case or a private lawyer who's representing somebody. And I think if you look at the statistics, Public defenders are going to handle somewhere around 25 to 28 percent of our caseload. That high, wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Actually, that I mean, if you think about it, that means that 75 percent of the cases are handled by private lawyers. Right. Okay. When you get a public defender, uh, what's uh, or to be a public defender? What's the benefit? Uh, do you have so many hours you have to do that a year to be a lawyer, or do you get paid, or is it volunteer giving back to a community? What's, um, what's the? It is a. It's. It's a pretty good salary for the hours that you work. Okay. First of all, and secondly, the real benefit is the um, the insurance. 
Okay. So that takes a package of, of maybe $45,000 up to, as you know, close to $65,000 yeah. okay. for a super part-time job. And most of them, I imagine, have a part-time gig on the side anyways, doing their other lawyer yeah, stuff, right? Oh, no, they probably have a full-time yeah, gig. Well, or, or, you know, yeah. Yeah, no, they have full-time uh, law practices. Uh, and, you know, I was a public defender at one point, and the work kind of just sort of, it just fills in with everything else that I was doing. It wasn't like there was a super drain on my time uh, one way or the other. Now, there did come a time when I got super busy in my private practice, that I wasn't doing a good job in either place. Oh. And that was the reason I left the public defender's office. Uh, okay. Wow. Uh, because I just felt like, you know what, I don't want to miss somebody that's innocent because I'm too busy taking care of other mm -hmm. caseloads. So what kind of, when you said, talk about your private practice, what kind of lawyer were you? Were an injury lawyer? A very good one, Andy. A bankruptcy lawyer? A very, very good one, Andy. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, I was a criminal defense lawyer. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, and wow. during that time, I handled 13 death penalty cases. Wow. Three in federal court, uh, some wow. all over Indiana, uh, Indianapolis, um, LaPorte, uh, Plymouth, uh, Lake County. Uh, just kind of all over. So when you're uh, uh, licensed as a lawyer in the state, you're, you can go anywhere in the state? It's yes, not just that's a... Correct. Oh, okay. Anywhere in the state. Wow. And, uh, with that license, you can get admitted into federal court. Okay. So I'm actually admitted before the United States Supreme Court. No, you can, you can do a case in front of the United States yes. Supreme Court. Yes. Is that something you've... You've never done it, have you? Um, I filed a motion in okay. the United States Supreme Court in a death penalty case once. But it never went far. They never it never went any further. Okay. It ended up uh, ultimately the case got reversed in a federal court, but not by the United States. <laughs> okay. Is that something that you would, at some point you're like? Is that like the holy grail to be able to go and uh, and argue in front of the United States Supreme Court? Oh, I never do that because I'm not smart enough. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh no, I'm not being totally serious about it. The people who do that kind of work are just smarter than dogs. On their toes all the time. Oh, they're just they're just brilliant. Uh, people who are lawyers. Wow. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's and it's got to be an, an elite club too. I mean, not everyone can go in front of that group, right? Yes. No, Greg, you and I obviously can't go. We're not lawyers, Andy. Andy. Even if we were. <laughs> so that's speaking of, what are the qualifications to be a prosecutor or an assistant prosecutor to run? When you talk about the, the governor can appoint anybody, you have to have a law degree, I assume. Yes. Yeah, right? so no, no, no. You have to be a lawyer. Okay. Yes, you have to be a lawyer. Um, I mean, they're going to look at uh, experience. Um, Recommendations, letters from, uh, from people in the community, uh, that kind of thing. Just like any other gubernatorial gov appointment, if I said mm -hmm. that right. Mm -hmm. But yeah, uh huh. Yes. And some so, basketball skills also help. Yeah, I always put that on my resume. Uh, <laughs> that, that do, do you know his basketball uh, resume? No, I thought you were it's, joking with us. No, it's unbelievable. Go ahead. Let's, yeah, I, gotta, I want you to brag. You are no, from Indiana. This, this is crazy. This is you're you're gonna think he's fibbing. Did he kick a chair? Please tell me he kicked no, a chair. No, he goes all over the world. No, I'm a Purdue guy. We don't kick chairs. <laughs> They're more refined, is that we what you're saying? These engineers. <laughs> I don't know. I, I've always played recreationally, and then I uh, was playing in a Y game, and I'm playing with kids who are, you know, 23, 24 years old, and the referee uh, says, hey, how old are you? And I said, well, I'm 60. He said, well, I'm going to go to Utah and play in the Senior World Games in uh, St. George, Utah. You want to play on a team? And I'm like, <laughs> told you. Sure, <ya. laughs> sure, I'll play. Wow. So um, I start going out there and going playing, and I get picked up. Uh, three or four years later by um, a group that's kind of out of Ohio, but there are guys that play from all over the country, to play on 
uh, kind of a national team. So we play for the United States. I have gold medals from Spain. Are you kidding? Uh, from Italy. I told you. And from Finland. <laughs> really? I play on a really good team. There are guys from all over the country. What position do you play? I'm kind of a, like a two guard, shooting okay. guard. I can play a point guard, but I'm better off. Oh, man. The floor. So is there YouTube videos of this? I gotta see this. Not, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so no, I really Swish. Play, no, yeah. I really Swish. Hard at it. I, I, I know I, that guy. <laughs> that's right. I, uh, I got a trainer when I was 50. I'd never lifted a weight or wow. anything like that. And um, So just, is this recent? Because I don't know how old you are. I'm not asking you how oh, old you are, but so you're I'm, I'm different 74. Ages. I'm 74 now. Okay. So are you I, still playing? Yeah. Yes. No. Yes. Dude, you're in better shape than I. I guess. We were we were at the end of summer. We were at a, one of the graduations at the jail, and and you were in a hurry because the next day you were flying out somewhere to go for a tournament. That is so cool. That really is. That yeah. Is so cool. we play around the country too together, uh, but the great thing is is uh, I have really good friends now, who I've played basketball with from around the country. Mm -hmm. uh, they played uh, in college. I uh, played one one guy's from North Carolina. They played in pro in Europe. Uh, the one guy was um, a uh, linebacker for the Packers for a year. He's wow. in Portland. So I get to meet all these. And then there's sort of, because there's not many of us left, so it's really of a fraternity. So even the guys we're playing against, I'm friends with those. Again, from all over the country. It's, it's Are you great. traveling by yourself or taking your wife with you um, when you go to the If I go internationally, Beth goes with She's going with go. Oh, yes. Heck yeah. Yeah, no, we turn it into yeah. vacation. And I, we, know. Yeah. I mean, they've been married for a while. I didn't know if that was his escape. Like, I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Sorry, Andy. Some people don't escape their wives. <laughs> I'll tell Beth you asked that question. No, no. She, she can listen. She's listening to she, this. I tell you, she's the nicest lady I've ever met. I mean, she is super kind, so... No, you, you got an angel there. <laughs> now, now, can can somebody from like can a Michael Jordan be on your team or is he exempt? Yes, no. He they could have, if they yes. want to. Uh -huh. So we're at we're at kind of an age group now where it's been sort of uh, just the, the law of attrition. Uh, there are not many guys our age that are still playing, and a lot of the the guys who play pro uh, or serious college basketball they just got so beat up. Oh, okay. You know they just cannot yeah. move anymore. Gotcha. For me, I didn't do all that, and as a result, I, I think it saved my body. So okay. some of his genetics and some of it was, I was 4'11 when I was a freshman in high school. Oh my goodness. So wow. I didn't really play in high school and mm -hmm. then, you know, went to Purdue. I mean, you got to be pretty good to play <laughs> yeah. that. Um, but I played, uh, you know, with all the football players and the basketball players uh, during the summers when I was at Purdue. Wow. Um, but, you know, see? I think it just saved me. Saved my body. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Yeah. See? See, Andy, every time we bring on somebody... He's always like, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. That's and he the is whole just, show. Yeah. holy cow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, that's that's great. And again, like, you are in way better shape than I am. I don't know if I can do Everybody's it. in way better shape than you, Shut Andy. Up, Greg. <laughs> yeah. Well, we do have to do a real quick station identifier, 15 minutes. Holy in. cow, already. This is WVLP 103.1 FM. You're listening to the Porter County Buzz, PC Buzz uh, 103 at yahoo.com. Send us an email and we'll be happy to to uh, address that. And the sponsor today is the Independent Order of Odd Fellows, Chequit Lodge number 56. And again, come see them uh, this Friday at the uh, downtown uh, handing out Frisbees for the trick or treating for the kids. And what time? That's five to seven. I, I thought it's four to. I think it's four to six. Oh, is it earlier? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. Well, check it out on Facebook. You can find it on the. There Balbo, you go. The yes. Absolutely. But free candy for the kids so I'd come out. We just actually had our trunk or treat in Burns Harbor this past weekend, and the turnout was amazing. I mean, they, they 
half the cars ran out of candy within the first hour because there were wow. so many people coming through. So it was a lot of fun. It got cold that night. And what did you dress up as? Uh, a clown? I was the <laughs> golf cart guy. And I was actually the host. So my dad works for the park, and he was running the... It wasn't even haunted, but it was just a hayride. But all these little kids would get on, and I was the loader guy. So I'd get them pumped up. I'd guys, guys, this this is a really scary haunted ride. And you know, we'd kind of get them a little worried. They come back to, and they'd be, there was no ghosts or goblins. I was like, yeah, I got you. <laughs> Not the little little kids, you know. Deflating like the little kids in our community. Way to go, Andy Bozak. One kid at a time. <laughs> traumatizing <laughs> I'm not that teacher. Did you see that teacher that was scaring their kid, the no. school kids? No. It's been out all over the news nope. recently. She put a mask on and was going up to these two, three, four-year-old kids and scaring them. And they put it on YouTube. Yeah, she, her and a bunch of people lost their job. But oh. anyways, yeah. <laughs> so that wasn't me. That's not my style. <laughs> well, back to Gary. I'm sorry. I, I got off the, the, the wagon here. Um, so, Gary, what, what made you want to be a prosecutor? Because I know you've had different roles in the company. Now, wait a second. Let's go back to the beginning and say, what made you want to become a lawyer? Oh, um... I, th I would say money. I mean, it was lawyer. Money. <laughs> no, driving an Alfa Romeo? Um, yeah. Sort of interestingly, I um, was a Purdue, sort of struggling with my major. Didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, so you chose a hard one. <clears throat> so you said, screw it, I'm going to go for the I say, one. with all the choices, you want to be a I, pharmacist? Do you want to be an engineer? Um, I'm at the uh, co-rec playing basketball, and uh, there's just a guy I know, random guy, who, as we're talking, says, um, I'm going to uh, apply to and I want to be in the FBI. Oh. just sort of caught my attention, hmm. and I thought, okay, that sounds good. I felt like, hey, I could do this. So um, at that time... Um, the FBI was only taking lawyers and accountants. Oh, no kidding. So I decided wow. I'm huh. going to go to law school. And I had a friend that was going to Valparaiso University, so mm -hmm. told me how to get the application in. Um, and uh, I didn't, before that, I was a math and chemistry major. I changed my major, used all of those courses for our electives, and graduated with a degree in political science. Awesome. Um, I got admitted to VU. I hitchhiked up here one day <laughs> from Purdue, wow. um, and they admitted me. And all along, I wanted to be an FBI agent, and I graduated with that in, that in mind, had my application in. Um, I needed money, so I got a job moving uh, furniture at the university after I took the bar. <laughs> oh my God. And my wife wow. was working at the hospital. She's a board-certified microbiologist. And oh, is one she of really? The, one of oh. the other uh, technicians, uh, had a, one of the lawyers in the prosecutor's office was leaving. And she's like, hey, Gary should go apply, and I did. Uh, Bob Bornholt was the prosecutor way back then. Hmm. I got the job. Um, ultimately, I got accepted in the FBI, but by that time, Beth and I had been in the communities long enough that this was our home. Oh, you would wow. have to move to, be, to join yeah. the FBI? Who knows? It was first to Quantico, uh, and then who knows after that. And wow. We're, you know, we're on basketball teams, softball teams. Yeah. We have our church. We had friends. It was like, no, I don't. I'm happy where I am. You turned down. How many people can say that? I turned down the FBI. Yeah. I can say wow. the FBI would have turned me down. I can say that. <laughs> and I can no, say that I mean, too about you. But it was, it was the right decision. If you look back at yeah. the decisions you make wow. in your life, that was... No regrets. No, no gosh. If wow. nothing else, it was just... Absolutely, 100%. You wouldn't be right. here today without now, it, Greg. Now, do you realize the theme in his life is actually basketball? Basketball exactly. got him in all these spots? Because had you not been at that basketball game, you probably wouldn't have heard that conversation, and it wouldn't have been a, oh, think about law school. I'll think about FBI. 
You see? Wait, how so did you get to be prosecutor? You weren't caucused in by chance, were you? No, I was Oh, that's not. right. It's appointed position anyway uh, at no, that no, point. No, no, no. It was no, not. prosecutor. Oh, appointed uh, if you would have lost. Yeah. The only yeah, way you so, would caucus in is if um, someone resigned. In the election of 1974, Bob Bornholt was a Republican, and Bob Harper was running against him as a Democrat. Wow. Bob Harper won that election. By that time, uh, I was the chief deputy. And I thought, okay, I'm going to have to get another job. I'm clearly a Republican, Bob is a Democrat. <laughs> but he kept me. So I was Bob Harper's chief deputy. When Bob resigned uh, with, oh, like maybe a year to go in his term. Why did he resign? Uh, I think he was just going back to private practice. Oh, okay. Uh, and then the governor appointed me. And then I ran for election and I won. Now, was the governor back then a Republican? The governor was a Republican. Okay. Uh, so, Otis so, Bowen. So do you think, if you were a Democrat, do you think he would have appointed you? I Gosh, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I don't that's know. That's interesting. But he is a Democrat now, so that's just yeah. to not confuse yeah. people. But, oh, wow, um, that's amazing. But it's so, interesting that he was quote-unquote caucused in, even though he was appointed. You know, see, that's like, what gets Andy. We were both caucused in at I mean, some point. Yeah, all these and people seems like on the show. A lot it's of more common in. that... People have been caucused yeah. and people don't realize that. You get that yeah. experience and then yeah. you're like, oh, I like this. Well, yeah. that's because we're judicial wow. officers, I mm -hmm. think. That's pretty cool. Okay, so you got in under uh, the, the governor's appointment. And then after that first year, then what happened next? Um, then I ran for election. Okay. Um, and you won? I was on a post. Okay. I ran. I well, won. That's kind. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, don't know the feeling of that one. Say, toward, the end of, toward the end of my term, you know, um, Beth is pregnant with our fourth child, and uh, I just really was not making enough money as the prosecuting attorney. So I left and started my private practice in Portage. How many kids do you have, by the Four. Time? You do have four? That's have awesome. Four. Now, did, did you left at the end of your term? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Well, it was a little bit before. Okay. So then. Uh, when I left, Dan Burning was appointed by the governor okay. to finish that term, and yeah. And then were, did they then run for the yes. spend? Okay. Yeah. Okay. What happens to your practice once? So now you, you start your practice, and then I assume you run again. I, I know I'm skipping ahead, um, but what happens to your practice, for example, now? Is it still in play? Oh, no. We you close we, it down. We when close you, it down. And then if you were to not run again, which you are, but if you weren't, you would start it back up if right. you wanted to? Right. You if just I, would, if I didn't retire, mm -hmm. I could start again. Okay. And we would just start fresh. So a public defender can have another private practice. Can a, a, a deputy prosecutor have a private practice too? Yes. Okay. Except for... But uh, not a prosecutor. Not a prosecutor. Okay. Not a prosecutor or a chief deputy. But honestly, I d discourage that. Oh, from your, your yes. the, the underlings, whatever? We need to be focused, you could be, yeah. um, single-minded, mm -hmm. and there are too many potential conflicts that That's arise right, yeah. in a private practice. If you're doing divorces, um, even wills where people might be accused of taking estate money or oh. estate property, conflicts develop, mm -hmm. and I, we just want to avoid all that. Wow. That's interesting. That's crazy. Um, so now... What is the most interesting case you've ever tried as like a, yeah, we'll say as prosecutor? Does anything really stand out like, God, this was a crazy one or like something like where I can see that becoming a made-for-TV movie? <laughs> um, a couple, like, what you, can you talk about this stuff? Yeah, oh, like, okay. yeah, 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 I can oh, talk oh, about this. Okay. Um, there was an, an older case. Um, the defendant's name was Sandy Paul Bruce. Um, it, the... There were two cases. Um, they both occurred in the lake shore up and run in Beverly Shores. The first, the, there was a case that occurred first, and it was um, a, Sandy Paul Bruce went to this home, and it was a home invasion, 
and uh, a rape. Uh, about, I don't know if they remember the timing, but maybe a month later, someone had gone to a home in Beverly Shores and killed uh, two elderly people. And it was a brutal murder. Uh, there's some evidence that the, the woman was raped uh, before she was killed or after, not really mm. sure. But it happened on National Lakeshore property. So the little town marshal of Beverly Shores, with hardly any training, um, does a wellness check because their son called and said, hey, I haven't heard from my parents in a couple weeks. Uh -huh. He goes to the home. As he walks up, he can see one of the bodies in one of the bedrooms wow. through one of the windows. So instead of traipsing through the scene, he calls the state police. The state police call the FBI. They bring their crime scene truck out and they, uh, they go through the scene. Mm -hmm. so it's sort of a long story short, but they end up finding, uh, because they know about the other rape. And uh, so they, tr they, they track this guy uh, who they know, his wife has called and said, my husband says he killed somebody and he took off to Alabama. Wow! So they, they go to his home, uh, they find a shotgun in the garage, they have um, found fingerprints, uh, on the inside of the home that matched the defendants, one on a beer can. Wow. Uh, and So this dude's killing people and then taking the time to drink beer? Yes. Oh my goodness. And then um, they also, when he, when he uh, enters the home, he's breaking the glass. So it's a home in Beverly Shores that's super old, so it's got glass from, you know, the early um, 19th century, mm -hmm. 20th century, that kind of a thing. So. Um, to prepare the case, I went to the FBI laboratory to meet with all of the lab techs. And, and where would that be? That's in, in Washington, D.C. Wow, okay. And so I'm, there's a ballistics guy, there's a firearms guy, there's a glass guy. So you uh, handle federal cases too through this? Uh, no, no, no. It was, it was a state case. That, oh, state. the FBI had investigated. That's what I said. Okay, thank okay. you. So, and we were able to use the live witness, the rape victim, in the murder case to identify him wow. because of all the similarities between the rape and the yeah. murder. So it was a really super interesting case. What uh, was that name, Sandy, Sandy Paul? Paul Bruce. What, is that the first lady in the first home or is that the actual killer or what that's, was? That's, the, that's both, that's the rapist and the killer. Oh, wow. Oh, so you actually how you label the cases yes, with yes. their last name. So you solved oh. like two cases in one, one. kind of yes. thing. Uh -huh. That's pretty cool. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, the, the, the one interesting thing about it, this girl was amazing. Because uh, I'm trying to figure out why doesn't he kill her? Mm -hmm. And she said that after she was raped a couple times, she's, he makes her sit down next to her on the steps that led upstairs. And she's sitting next to him naked. And he says to her, I bet you hate me, don't you? And she says, no, I don't. And she said the minute she said that, it's like the arrow went out of the room. Wow. Uh, and she felt like that was what saved her life. Wow. I mean, this is a guy that goes into the home, he pulls the phone cord out of the wall and says, if I don't get a call in 15 minutes, I'm going to have to kill you. Well, the phone doesn't work. Right. Wow. So, um, no, that, that saved her life. Huh. <laughs> yeah, that's a sobering moment there. So there were a number of cases that were like that when, uh, at the beginning of 1975, they were just kind of held over and... Uh, what Bob Harper did was he just said, all right, Gary, I, you know, I've got these 20, 25 cases, just go try these. So mm -hmm. in the early part of 1975, you know, I had all these major felony trials. 
uh, that all took place. So, I mean, I would have back-to-back -back murder trials. One week a murder, next week a murder. Okay. Do, do, and this might be a really stupid question, so I apologize if so. It's probably a stupid question. Do, do you guys track, like, win-loss records? Is that something lawyers, no. prosecutors talk um, about, or is that not? I, I never did. Okay. I, mean, I think some lawyers may. Okay. Um, I, I just never did. If somebody asked me how many trials I had, I, I no have idea. no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. I know, excuse wow. me, I know <laughs> that yeah. um, when I was a prosecutor, of all the cases I tried, there were um, two not guilties. Uh, those are, I remember because wow. those were the losses. Wow. Those is where I, those are the cases where I learned the most. Mm -hmm. um, so, so, do you learn more in a loss than a win? You think? Absolutely, absolutely, huh? no doubt about it. Wow, is it like a sport? Like, you, I mean, I know it's not a sport compared to, but do you go back and watch the videos and figure out ways that you could have improved that case, or do you kind of have to move on? Right. At that so, point? Andy, no court, no videos in the courtrooms. Oh, mm. so you oh, cannot watch okay. the actual trial. If there's any video training, it's done. At a conference. Okay. Oh, okay. Like a like a, a, a simulation or something yes. kind so of thing. Would, they would give you a case, and they would, mm -hmm. they would videotape you maybe uh, picking a jury. Uh, oh, did okay. That in yeah. Okay. Do you need actors? Because Greg and I are in. Good. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> we could do that. be the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they do use actors That's as sad. jurors. Actors wow. as witnesses. I object. You can't object. You're in a jury. Yeah. Oh, dang. No, we would never let you down in the trial. No, neither one of you could be lawyers. <laughs> You're telling me. But now I, I really object. I watch a lot of lawyer shows on TV. I feel like I can fake it. No, I'm joking. There's a lot of people that think yeah. that. So, Perry Mason over here. Since we're already kind of on the negative, I. What's the worst part of your job? Like, what is like, there a worst part of oh, your job? Is, and I, I can kind of guess what it is, but besides the pay, <laughs> is that what you're gonna say? The pictures, probably. The pictures? the pictures that you have to witness. I assume. I don't know. Yeah, I would say, um, you know, we sort of talked about this today. How certain people are sort of cut out for certain jobs, and that's how we mm -hmm. end up where we are. For example, uh, I cannot ever imagine myself working at Children's Memorial Hospital in Cancer Ward. Mm. But oh, yeah. if you need me to go to the scene of a murder, I can do that. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, the worst part of my job is just seeing people at their worst um, for whatever reason, whatever they've done, um, you know, because we're dealing with overdose deaths of mm -hmm. teenagers, 19, 20-year-olds, that kind of a thing. We also deal with um, homicides to children. So we have two of those going on right now. Uh, it's, and you're right, Andy. I stop looking at homicide pictures unless I absolutely have to, because they have a way of getting burnt into your brain. Mm. Uh, and it's the beginning of post-traumatic stress disorder. And oh. I really, you know, I talk to my staff about this because, you know, they're dealing with all of these things and they're younger lawyers. So I'm like, listen, if this is really starting to bother you, then, you know, we need to talk. We'll, we'll get you to somebody that you can talk to mm -hmm. uh, about this, this kind of thing, because it's totally possible for a lawyer to get post-traumatic stress disorder. Wow. Because um, some of those pictures you're seeing are like he was my kids. What's nasty? Yeah. That's the oh, stuff, yeah. That's that, horrible. Yeah. Now, oh. is, is there something that like, um, what what would make, is, is there a situation where something, a crime would have occurred and they actually want you out right during that moment? Like the the crime scene is fresh and hey, we need to bring Gary out here right now. Oh, or I, Yeah, no, I go, they know to call me. Oh, do, oh really? Yeah, oh, okay. that's part of our protocol. If it's really super bad, okay. they call me and I go to the scene. And I can't tell you how important that is to be there because you get a certain perspective of where everything is, what's going on, you know, where the blood splatter is. Where and we saw what happened when they weren't wow. called in yeah. Chesterton with the big law, law um, oh, the, the Doug, what was his name? Chris Diller. Yes. Yeah. 
that they didn't have the prosecutor there right away. The chief of police was asking questions. He probably shouldn't. I won't. Just what I yeah. gathered from the articles. This isn't oh. official. Yeah, so on those serious crimes, yeah, we go. Mm -hmm. And it may not just be me. It would be somebody else from the, oh, from okay. the office. And that's mm -hmm. when uh, they may need search warrants. They mean cell phone dumps. They need uh, warrants for devices. A search warrant for our, uh, a device could be 45 pages long. Uh, really? Yes. Yeah, so, you know, we have wow. Chris in our office. Um, Chris Hammer in our office does most of those. Uh, but, you know, he may be doing 10, 12, 15 search warrants a week. Um, and they're, they're not just two or three pages. They're very super complicated uh, now. So when you see on, again, on TV, I know, you know, a cop will go, I'll get a search warrant. Who's that cop actually calling? Do they call the prosecutor's office? And then you guys call the, the judges? That's correct. Okay, yes. but they, they never go direct to the judge. In some of our cases, we allow them to do that. If it's a search warrant for blood in an operating while intoxicated case, Okay. there's a pre-form that they can fill out. Okay. It's a probable cause affidavit still. But they have to fill in the, the relevant facts, which they can do. We trust them with that. Okay. Um, beyond that, we want a lawyer to do all of that. So if there's a party, an underage drinking party, would that be then you guys go and get a search warrant? That would be them. They would do them too? Okay. Yeah. And there are other ways. I mean, a search can be conducted not only just with a warrant, but with consent also. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's know that. stuff you don't normally think about. <laughs> no, because well, because like, we're not in those positions. Yeah. They're just, I'm calling the judge. That's right. Here, right. I got it it's on my three phone o'clock in the morning. Later. Speed yeah. dial. Just let me in. Yeah. That, so as a, <laughs> as a person, if, if you guys ever came to my house and said, hey, I have a search warrant and I want a copy of it, what am I looking for to see if it's legit and the cops, not our cops in Porter County, obviously, but another county maybe was yeah, pushing. You, it's so technical, I'm not sure that you would know. Yeah, where I would have no idea. That's what I was wondering. Um, yeah. Especially if they're searching for a device uh, or searching a device uh -huh. uh, because that's super technical and uh, the limitations of what we can look for because you got all kinds of private stuff on your phone. Uh -huh. So it's, it's wow. limited in that regard. Uh, maybe we're looking for an IP address if we're checking, tracking uh, child pornography. Uh, those are super technical. If it's just a straight up, we're coming to your house for look for mm -hmm. drugs, that's going to be a little more, a little easier to okay. read. And you're basically looking for um, how did you get here? What's the information that you have? Is it reliable and is it credible? And that should all be set out specifically in the warrant. It's not a guesswork. It's specifically set out in the warrant, and that's why you need a lawyer. That's interesting. Uh, there are all kinds of cases that tell us exactly what is and what is not acceptable. So it sounds like it, no matter what, it's multiple pages, whereas on TV, you just see a one little folded piece of paper and sometimes they go, here's my warrant. Sometimes it's just thrown at the guy. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> so that's yeah. so unrealistic. Yeah. So there, there, there would be a court order that would be a single page, but the affidavit of probable cause, as I said, could be multiple pages. Oh, my God. Wow. That's wild. So when you guys get a, a, and I'm not asking how you get into phones, any of that kind of stuff, but when you get into a phone, uh, sometimes you're only able to look at specific information. Like you can only like go for to a picture folders yeah, or stuff. We, we, we're specific about. Oh, what so they do okay. keep it you down, yes. keep you locked. Um, so then, do, so do it you, can't be like you know, there's an abolition against a general warrant. Okay. We will come into your house and look for stuff. No, it has to be specific. That makes sense. I'm looking for a cell phone. Yes. And then when you find that cell phone, I'm, I'm looking for a picture on that cell phone, not my emails, not my other stuff. So is there always somebody there with you to make sure that, like, that, that you're doing what you're, like, is, is the lawyer for the other side there with you? No, look? no, no, no. That's something that would have to be testified to um, oh, okay. if there were uh, a hearing in front of a judge. Oh, okay. Wow. 
That's amazing. I wish we had the LA Law song to play right now, you know? It's uh, all that stuff is, you know, I mean. It's, no, it's amazing. All this stuff, I, a lot of, well, do you ever watch TV shows and go, that's a bunch of crap, that's crap. Okay, maybe there, but that's crap. So, well, my <laughs> wife does, and when I yell objection from the other room, she yells at me. <laughs> Overruled, Gary. Overruled. No, you're, you're talking about the kinds of things that I can't handle because it's not really. Accurate. Now, that being said, is there a particular show that you actually were impressed that, okay, that was more on par with what you do? Was not, it Meghan nothing. Markle's but suits? Because she was in that suit show that was a lawyer show. Oh, I don't know. I never saw I'm not familiar with the show, though. No. You're lucky. No, Some I, of us are so busy, we don't I, get to watch TV. Honestly, Greg, I don't watch them. Wow, because they're all that bad. I, I, yeah, it just it drives me crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so what he's saying is we need real life in, in Porter County. Where's Judge Judy? <laughs> by golly. I know, you know that's unrealistic. Well, yeah. <laughs> if we had a reality TV show for Judge different Gary. counties or different uh, departments in the county, we would be very entertaining because, believe me, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot going on. There's a lot. Wow, that is really amazing. It's almost, it's, it's actually disappointing, too. How... It, do they get it wrong because it's the real is kind of more on the boring side than entertaining for television viewers? But, tell, but keep in mind, they have to squeeze into an hour program what might otherwise take, if it's a trial, it could be a two-week trial, but they're squeezing it into an hour. Oh, okay. So the, the way 45 minutes with commercials. Scripts, yeah. You know, they can't, they can't uh, deal with objections and they send out <laughs> the jury and then there's 45 minutes of argument. Uh, there's case law submitted to the wow. judge leaves the bench, comes back in 15 minutes and makes a ruling. That's not TV. Okay. Now, what about, have you ever had a, dis, you had to dismiss a juror because of something wrong somewhere, like? Yeah, that, that'll happen every now and then. If a juror has um, violated one of the rules about, um, you know, watching something on television or reading something in the newspaper or communicating with somebody that's not a juror. How would you know that? That's, I've um, always wondered, how do you know? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because it's Gary Garman. Sometimes he knows everything. Yeah, no, no. Sometimes it just gets reported to us. Oh, uh, somebody rats him out. Or a rat. They'll be talking about it in the jury room, and a juror will report oh. that this juror a rat. something we don't think they should have. Wow. So then they're questioned. Um, some of them, we've had it, I think it rarely happens, but a juror will actually know somebody in the case and fail to disclose it. Oh, okay. So then it comes out later. We're like, hey, we think this person is somebody's neighbor, or they were married, connected or somehow, or somehow connected. And then when that happens, uh, the judge will call that juror in individually and question them and make a decision about whether they can still serve. That's after they've been sworn. Wow. Do we have juries like on, uh, on these big trials on national news that are? Was it called sequestered or whatever, where you can't leave the building right. for a few days? That's, that is sequestration. Uh, in Indiana, that's permitted in a death penalty case. Oh, it, so and that's it? Just death penalty? It's still up to the oh. court's discretion, but that's not likely to happen. That's not a normal occurrence. So people get to go home every yes, day and visit the go home. Actually, I've never got to do jury duty. I've never been pulled. I, I'm actually very interested to do it. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it's, it, well, I'll, it's I'll a tell you. experience. For I was me. very disappointed. I got called. Well, I've gotten called before, but, you know, you call that number like the night before, and there was only one time where I actually, yes, show up. So I show up downtown, and I'm like, okay, this is cool. And I was the first group to sit in the, in, in the jury box. I'm like, all right, I'm going to get picked. And all of a sudden, I look, I'm like. He's trying to suck up to him. No. And I look up, I'm like, oh, crap. I knew one of the lawyers. 
And I'm like, uh, that's an I'm out of here. And sure enough, hey, Greg. Hey, Ed. How are you? How's the kids? Good. Haven't seen you for a while. I go, I'm not going to be here very long. But I was there for another hour. I'm like, dude, just release me. I know I'm not going to. But I was so disappointed because I really. Like I'm pregnant? No. <laughs> but I really. Because oh, no. if that happens, then I automatically say to the judge, I think, you know, yeah. juror number two or three or yeah, whatever. Yeah, got to go. Um, you know, we're, we're going to excuse the juror, so let's just let him go. Now we get somebody in the box uh, that we can now question. It just speeds things up. So and this was so BG many, before Gary when yeah, I was in there. Before Gary. You have so many um, opportunities to question jurors or, or, or to kick them out, right? You only have like five or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are, there are preemptory challenges, which means I can excuse someone. For, for no reason, as long as it's not the wrong reason. The wrong reason would be race or religion, something okay. like that. And then we have an unlimited number of challenges for cost. That would be oh, some, so some this one wouldn't co cost you a challenge. No, That's no, what I was no. asking. The judge, okay. will, the judge will take that ch that challenge and excuse you on his his or her own. Okay, that makes uh, sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's. So have you ever had somebody where you're like? Oh, I'm so mad that they got rid of that person. You know, like uh, you wanted a certain jury on there, and the other side got them dismissed, and you're like, curses. Yeah, well, that's curses. Happening. That's, yeah, yeah. He's wagging no, his no, finger. That's, that's, curses. That's happening to the other lawyer as well. If you think oh, okay. About the advocacy system. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we're picking um, jurors in a certain way. There's all kinds of techniques about how to do it, what questions to ask, what you're mm -hmm. looking for. Uh, but it's a competition. It's a war right from the outset. Uh, I really start, I've started to believe in the last 12, 15 years, cases can be won or lost in jury selection. Oh. Thus the TV show Bull. Is there any credence to that? I have no idea what that is. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. All I know about it is I've seen part of it once where this guy is hired just to give uh, 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 advice to the lawyers about who to pick for the juries. Oh, no, those, those are, um, that's oh, real. That's uh, those are, um, so what job, if somebody wanted to do that, if they can read people, is, is that a lawyer or is, it, or is that just like a, a, a consultant for on behalf of the yeah, lawyers? They call them uh, those jury consultants. Okay. Uh, they're going to have degrees in psychology, um, wow. and human behavior, uh, and they're going to develop some type of a rating system for just how the people answer questions. They will help the lawyers um, wordsmith the questions, and depending on the nature of the case, because there are gonna be questions that are specific to, uh, to this case, mm -hmm. and then they're gonna sit in the back of the courtroom and will communicate with the lawyer about, yes, this, is, this one's better than this one, this one's better than that okay. one, and so on. Wow. So they're gonna do those. Those are, um, we've consulted with uh, one in one of our cases, uh, but those are going to be used mostly in civil cases. Okay. So they're quite, they're going to be questioning jurors really at two levels. One on what they're going to think about the liability, and two, what's, what are these jurors going to do on damages? Hmm. Are they going to be conservative? So yeah. Are they going to be wow. you know, real uh, liberal with, with somebody else's money? So, and do those people make decent money? They're paid very well. Wow. Yeah. See, now that's another yes. thing. So this is a kind of a job, because I've always talked about this. I'm like, how does somebody get that job, you know? So, but there's a lot of good jobs out there for people that want to be a part of the trials and without being a lawyer. Yes. And, so and you got to be super smart, it sounds like. Well, or know how to read people so and, and communicate, I guess. Based on all this, like, <clears throat> if Greg or I got pulled in Porter County to be um, on the jury, we couldn't do it because we approved the budgets? Will we not be able to be on the jury because no, of I mean, you would be questioned about that. Oh, okay. Hmm. I was just curious. To see what your answers are. Yes. That's interesting. interesting. It is. 
So, now, now tomorrow we're going to get called. <laughs> yeah, no crap. <laughs> I so, wonder how that happened. I hope it's Christmas season. <laughs> um, Gary, it's, we got about 15 minutes left. We're going to have to Oh, and WVLP 103.1 FM, Porter County Buzz. Uh, get us at PCBuzz103 at Yahoo.com. And we are sponsored today by the Independent Order of Oddfellows, Chequit Lodge, number 56. And come check them out uh, this Friday at the Trick or Treating downtown Valpo and uh, say hello. And uh, yeah, this is fascinating. That's uh, Greg Gary Sims. Yeah, I'm Greg Sims. <laughs> Andy Bozek just said this is Greg Sims. And we have Gary Gurman, our prosecutor for Porter County. Fascinating stuff, man. I, this is amazing. Well, he's got some notes, Greg, and we've only got 15 minutes. I know. So I and, and, sure this that, is well, normal. Is there, is there stuff that, I mean, yeah, he's a lawyer. He's going to have notes. Yeah. Is, is there stuff you wanted to bring up or talk well, about? I, with your one department? of the interesting questions you asked me is, um, it had to do with some of our future challenges in the office because mm -hmm. I always I felt like there were culture changes that <clears throat> I wanted to make, which is why I ran for prosecutor at my age. And so we started to implement those, uh, but um, I wrote down um, three. <clears throat> One is I really think we need an Internet Crimes Against Children unit. Uh, there has been such an amazing, disturbing increase in crimes against children just because of the Internet. Um, you know, we, we get tips from Indianapolis that are sent to uh, the state police, uh, and we have one state police officer working all of these cases out of a tiny little office oh in Burns Harbor. Wow. And uh, he's overrun. He has too many cases. At Burns Harbor? In Bur at the Burns Harbor Police Department. There's a state police office there. I didn't know that. And that's another thing you didn't I'm know. I'm going to have to ask about that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we, oh, wow. Um, I really think um, that that's the future. Uh, we, we work with Homeland Security because they do some of that work as well. Uh, wasn't that long ago they followed up one photograph uh, that they tracked to an IP address in Valparaiso and they went to the home, got the devices. This person was um, producing oh. child pornography with a five and a seven year old. Wow. Those so, are the pictures that I was talking about. I, yeah. You don't want to see yeah. them. Oh, wow. oh my gosh. Oh. So, uh, absolutely. So, I mean, it's going on all over the place. And so I think, you know, we, we but it's going to take just a, ton of, me, it's a ton of money. It's, yeah. um, I've been really, I tried to, to, to go through um, the Prosecuting Attorney's Council for a, and we talked about that, a high crimes mm -hmm. uh, unit. And it went to Lake County instead, which is fine. Um, but I really think um, I'm, I'm also working with a professor at Ivy Tech and hoping to get a grant through the federal government, and hopefully we'll be able to get that uh, up and running. We have a place. We can put it at Portage Police Department. They're at, that, the, the, at the old school. Yeah. This is a huge, big room that we could use. It's secure. Mm -hmm. We'd have to keep it you know, double-locked, you know, like Animal House, double-secret probation. All that kind of stuff. <laughs> it's on the second floor, so it's inaccessible, basically. Um, so um, that's what we... And that's um, all that's, through a grant? That, that would have to be to a, through a grant. And we're talking in probably between six hundred dollars and $750,000 right. to get it started. Wow. There's all kinds well, of super important, fees. though. I mean, what, what can we do as a council to help? I, I mean, I'm not asking really, to fund it. We're trying to save money. Yeah. But as, as council members, well, is there anything we yeah, can do to I help get the voice out there? At some point, uh, we're going to have to staff it. So I'm going to say I, I would rather have, like, one staff and one lawyer assigned just to that unit and then to our, our undercover unit, mm -hmm. our, our, multi, our, mm -hmm. our drug unit. So something in the future to think that's, about long term planning. Mm -hmm. To write all the search warrants, a uh, person to follow those cases when they're filed, mm -hmm. and that's just that person's uh, that person's job. Um, 
Let's see. Oh, I well, you know my my uh, my thing about the budget. I really, you know, we're we're at a kind of a um, pivotal point. Uh, I can tell you when when we're hiring people, uh, we do not get the the qualified people that I think we should. We have an opening for a lawyer, and we get three applications. And as I said the other night, we're living on a prayer. Now, one of the things we are talking about, and Greg, with the way study, a little more in detail. There are some good increases being proposed right now for some of your people. Yes. Because the yes, there are. study no, did yeah. agree, maybe not to the extent that you thought they were misbalanced, it's, mm -hmm. it, but it's close. It's it's not far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that's really important to, to really seriously start taking a look. And it's not for me. No, no. Right. we got to have good prosecutors. Yeah. Right. Otherwise, people are getting away. I, I know you're not hiring crap. You're very, I mean, you would rather not fill a position, I think you've mentioned to yes. us in the past, than have a bad employee. And we definitely appreciate that. Um, mm -hmm. But you guys are working hard, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, no, 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 we are. We're really, Andy, we're the hub of the wheel. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, we maintain relationships with virtually every part of the criminal justice system. The police, that's the obvious one. But you guys, the public, victims. Mm -hmm. um, judges. Judges, their staff, the clerk's office. Yeah. Right on down the line. Uh, and, you know, if something gets a little bit out of balance, that wheel doesn't turn smoothly. Mm -hmm. uh, so that it's important to have good people. You know, as I said to you before in the, in the council meetings, two qualifications to work in the prosecutor's office. One, uh, you have to be hardworking. And two, you have to be a, have good character. Because I think if those two things come together, we'll be just fine. We'll make mistakes, but in the end, we're going to be ahead of the game. Um, so that's, that's what we do. Um, and you know, these, pe these people, mm -hmm. these people are working uh, extremely hard. Mm -hmm. You know, and the main goal is we got to keep our, our county the way that it is now. Right. You know, it's it's a great place to live, and we say that every show. Is. This <laughs> is the best county in the state. We all believe that, and because uh, people like you and the staff and the other people involved and uh, the citizens. I mean, we've got a great great community. We want to we want to maintain it. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, and, and really, I mean, if you look around at law enforcement, it's it's fantastic. Even the little departments, Beverly Shores, Heber, and Cows, they do great work down there. Um, you kind of think, oh no, no, it's Mayberry, but not really. <laughs> it is not, Come on, Andy. Not, <laughs> he didn't say that. He said that. <laughs> it's not. I would have called Burns Harbor Mayberry if anybody. <laughs> I left out Burns Harbor. Yeah. <laughs> No, but Burns Harbor, everybody. And they got a new chief. He's a real, I was just hanging out with him this yeah. last week. He's a really nice guy. Yeah, no, I mean, it's really good. Uh, and, you know, we're all making mistakes, but in the end, we're going to be ahead of the game mm -hmm. because everybody's it's good character, good men, good women, uh, doing the best they can. And they care. Yes, and they care, yes. No, that's why I say all the time. we got to remember, we represent 180,000 people. And we do. That's a lot of people. It is a lot of people. Wow. Was there, uh, so that was two of them. Was there, I thought you said um, three. Let me think. Or was that it? I, I didn't want to leave it off. We got about 10 minutes. We still oh, okay. have yeah, we we time. We're good. Yeah. So budget, um, the internet, internet crimes. Yeah. yeah um, those, are, those are the two main ones. The, okay. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially the internet crimes. Right, that one's huge to me. And I, I, I guess mm -hmm. I'm more surprised to hear that there's only one person in all the state of Indiana working on it. Uh, well, in our area. So oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you miss that part? I, I thought he said in the state of Indiana. No, yeah. no. no. in our area, which I can replace like right. seven or eight counties. <laughs> it's seven or eight counties, okay. whatever his. So but the still, tip, yeah. The, so the way that works, Andy, is they'll get a, a tip that'll be a photograph of a child that will be uh, specific to an IP address, and then they will try to track that IP address 
to whomever, and then they'll try to see if there are other photographs uh, connected with that, just to see what the extent of it is. If we get somebody that's only got one or two, three photographs, we got to move on. We don't have time. Notwithstanding the fact that one could lead to who knows what, mm -hmm. but we just don't have the time, yeah. the money, the manpower, the resources. Right. Uh, to be able to do that. What, have you seen this Bikers Against Predators thing that's been going all over Facebook? Uh -huh. And what are your thoughts of that? Because, I mean, from an outsider, Greg, it's, it's, a, it's a group that is finding pedophiles in the community. I mean, I'm talking like motorcycle They're big, clubs. huge guys, yes. And there's this group, and, and, and hmm. they're kind of pretending they're a little girl or a little boy and then going to meet these people. And everything's on video, everything. I don't know if it's prosecutable or if it's smart. We've or not seen any of those here. here? But okay. it's, it's, a hmm. pretty, it's a dangerous situation. That does we, don't, we don't necessarily get all the background. And, you know, my preference is be they get to a certain point, call the police. Yeah, okay. yeah. You know, and then they'll take it. Let them do it. And then we'll know. We'll do it with warrants. We'll do it with whatever. And we'll, uh, it'll be totally above board. Okay. And we don't have to worry about you know, what somebody else was told or said or paid or whatever. Oh, there could be money, yeah. I didn't think of that. It's because I mean when you watch these videos, you're like, get these sons of guns off the oh, streets. Right. Yes. Andy, so I don't great. have time to watch videos, yeah. you know, I'm busy working all the time. You know. Yeah. It's just the way it is. I agreed with you. That was you got one vote for that. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, no. I think no, no, he still I, wants his budget approved. <laughs> the thing for me is is that you know, whatever the money is, I just feel like at some point looking at a photograph is not going to be enough. Yeah. That somebody's going to have a child in a park and they're not going to be there when they go mm -hmm. pick them up. So uh, if we have to spend $600,000 to keep that from happening, then I think we should. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, how, how are these, uh, the, the cameras, the sheriff was in front of us last week talking about the, the cameras, the, the license plate readers. LPRs. Have you found those to be beneficial? Absolutely. Okay. Oh, they're amazing what they can do uh, with the limited information. Uh, and the sheriff is right. You know, I don't know how much more that they need because they do have a wall built around. They're the everywhere. <laughs> What's well, so he saying? He's just saying he's got a wall no. around. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. They're super efficient. They're, and I know, actually saw them this weekend. So I was one that voted no against it and wasn't a big supporter. And of I voted yes. Privacy reasons. I mean, hundred percent. But I, I actually changed my my stance on that um, after seeing them this weekend when I was meeting with the chief of Burns Harbor. What's he called, Marshall or whatever? Uh, the town of twenty. Is that what you're saying? The town of twenty. But yeah. it was showing me this app and how this works and how the other thing that I didn't know is everything's tracked. So if Greg goes in there and it, not that you have access to it, but if you had access, you put a license plate number. It's tracked that you're searching that license plate, so you can't go in there and track an ex-girlfriend or an ex. Oh, someone's know. gonna find it. Someone's gonna yeah, find it. You're tracking. They'll know that you're so. Uh, it's it's odd that. Um, mm -hmm. Not odd, but I think it is a good system, personally. And I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to answer, well, but no, no, no. I changed no, my no. mind after this weekend. Yeah, 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 it does so much, so much uh, more than what you might think it does. It's, it's totally for uh, safety purposes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, a robbery in South Bend. I mean, they'll follow the car once it hits Porter County, and I think there was an arrest uh, not too long ago. I think with Porter that County had scenario. to pit somebody yeah. too. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> yeah, no, no. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's an amazing uh, what they could do. And they got guns and drugs and everything else. Yes. Well, the thing is, if your license plate is not in the system, it's not going to register but anything. It does. Now, they did explain that. There is a check and balance because that's, that's not correct. It actually does misread some of the plates. And they were to explain. Well, misreading kept, is different than. Well, they'll, they'll see a zero as an O and stuff like yeah. that. So they kept getting a, a, a hit. Yeah. This for like a month straight of uh, 
a UPS vehicle because it had the same plate. And that's the oh. other thing. It can't tell the states. So it gets a plate number, my plate, you oh. know, is 1234. Well, someone else in California has a stolen car with 1234, it populates here. So there there does have to be a check and balance. They don't just. But I imagine as technology one. improves, that'll that'll fix itself. Yeah, I'm sure. Yes, and, you know. and, I mean, it's it's a lead. <clears throat> yeah, that's what answer. it is. Exactly. Right. It's right. not an immediate. Right. Yeah. But it, it'll, it flows up some red flags. I, I yeah. That's why I have a nice. But if there's an Amber Alert yeah. and all they got mm -hmm. is a description, it's a red Pontiac. Punch in a red Pontiac and all of a sudden red Pontiacs start popping Wait, up. Wait, I didn't know it looks at the car. It's like uh, that. Yes, it okay. can. Mm -hmm. So it will it will give them that lead, and then from there they can. Ford Expedition with pink stripe. There's only one. There's only one. Very <laughs> masculine car. Somebody here drives. I, see, I don't want to get in between them. <laughs> <laughs> Just so the audience knows, all the fingers are pointing towards Andy Bozek's car right now. It's been like this all day. They've been picking on me. Now he's got Gary on me too. <laughs> No, Gary, we've got about four minutes left. There was there anything else you wanted? To oh, I, I know the other the the third thing, and we, we I know we're going to address this. We're in the process of addressing it, and that's mental health. Yeah, mm -hmm. big. Thing. That's huge, yep. isn't it? Yep. Uh, yep. We'll Absolutely. More of that. Bipartisan really, effort on all sides. Yeah, yeah. Of that. I, uh, I can't pinpoint the uh, the cause. I mean, it wasn't like that when I was in school. Uh, so something has happened, but uh, it's serious. Um, it's it's hard to figure out what comes first, the chicken or the egg, when we're yeah. we're dealing with overdoses. Uh, and mental health, mm -hmm. but it's it's really serious. Uh, we see it all the time, and honestly, we're frustrated about what to do with it. And there's you know? even stronger drugs coming in. I'm hearing there's now stronger than fentanyl coming in. Really? Yes. It's been all, all over the news. I don't know about up here yet. Hmm. It's. I mean, it's nuts. It's, yeah, it's just it's super dangerous. It's getting easier bit, for yeah. these kids, uh, and and um, less obvious what they're doing you know the, the mexican cartels are hiding it in pills now and stuff that yeah, would normally nice. be a vicodin you would think and you take it and now you're overdosing and now you're dead yeah it's nuts. No, well that's why you should only be buying medicine from you're, the you're right but at the you know, same time pharmacist. that's not what kids at 16 17 18 19 do well, they go out yeah. and, you know they they got to get it where they get it but that's what happens yeah. so, that's so. another tough one how do you how do you yeah. reach those oh i know you know, that's what I'm saying. We're we got to give them something to do. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the first things we need more to do for the yeah. kids, <laughs> the teenagers. Mm -hmm. yes. All right. Well, great. they should start playing basketball. That's what I then, hear. Then, when they get older, they Where can travel the located? world. We are at 157 Franklin Street. We're in what's called the old jail, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, the facilities are great. It's uh, we room what floor? Expansion. We're on third floor. Third floor. Third floor. So uh, under 911. Under 911. Mm -hmm. Yes. 911's okay. yep. on four. Probation's on two. Our child support office is on one, and then we're the criminal division's on two or three, rather. Do you welcome visitors, or is it kind of a closed off oh, no, private area? In. Yes, uh huh. Not me. I've been oh, there before, Andy. Absolutely. Yes, Greg. We know for, you've been everywhere. For private citizens, <laughs> for private citizens, they have a complaint. We require them to restart with the police. Okay. So there's a screening process mm -hmm. that takes place before random people start coming into the prosecutor's office. Awesome. We'll send them to the police department. Okay. Well, we appreciate cool. your time. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's amazing. And again, again, I'm sure you only got through half of what you wanted well, because I this is how questions you, gave you did. You didn't even ask him all day. No, no, you didn't. No. So if you'd like to come back, we'd love to have you. I mean, it's always great to sure, Absolutely. Sure. I mean, it's amazing. You have time, so. I really think it's important for everybody to know what the prosecutor's office does yeah. uh, and uh, how active and busy we are. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're available to answer questions and all kinds of stuff. And how not like TV it is. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.
Uh, you just ruined my day. <laughs> Sorry. My favorite TV show. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, well, yeah, we're about done. Uh, this has been WVLP 103.1 FM. And this is uh, Porter County Buzz. Uh, one of your co-hosts, Greg Sims. The other co-host, Andy Bozak. And you've been listening to us have a lot of fun and learn some f unbelievably awesome things from our prosecutor extraordinaire, uh, Gary Gurman. So thanks, Gary, for well, being thank on. Thank you. All right. Thanks, thanks for being here. Thank you. Have a great week, everyone.